What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today's episode, we got a nice-looking topic to talk about, and hence, re-contracts before signing. This is actually a very crucial episode for everyone, not just up-and-comers or artists that try to go out, but every single fucking person on the planet that has to deal with a contract that you have to sign it. This is the episode for you guys. Why? Because unfortunately, sometimes these contracts are a life-binding decision that can affect you now till the end of times. That's why, guys. That's why? Which is why we need to discuss about this because a lot of stuff that we've I'm noticing lately is that a lot of people are having such shitty contracts or signing shitty contracts because they don't fucking read. Or the worst part is that they do read, but they sign it anyways. That's that's stupid. Or the other occasion in which they send this to their lawyer, but it's not their lawyer. It's basically the label's recommended lawyer. Well, when I hear that, I was like. Yeah, no, pass. I'll talk to my lawyer, to one that I have to, you know, pay for. But you know what? I'd rather pay my lawyer for that than to be a slave for eternity for that contract. You know, so we're going to talk about a lot about that stuff, you know, because uh, deals with certain contracts, because not everybody wants to be like, oh, a pop star. And then a lot, they want to be on pop star level, you know, or rock star or famous rappers. But what's amazing about it is that sometimes these people don't even know what they're signing into. Like, they don't even read what the fuck it says. The only thing that it came out uh, from with them is that, you know, the labels or it's why company is telling you, Hey, we're paying you this amount of money up front. And when you and when you see that money, you're like, holy shit, this up front up now? What? Shut up. Let's go sign this without even thinking twice. Now, let me tell you something, guys. Um, I'm no lawyer, but I know certain laws. I know how to defend myself on a debate because I actually bring up facts. And certain topics that I that can back up my my discussion. And as an engineer, you there are times in which you have to read contracts to approve it or sign it. You know, sometimes you can't get the lawyer because you don't know whether the lawyer has the best interest on you or not. Which we're gonna get into that if in a moment. So you sometimes have to read it, guys. I read every fucking contract that is presented on me, whether it's a job. Or whether it's a song that I'm signing, which I hope I get to sign some songs that I've released, that I'm sending on some labels. Please, God, help me on that. Whether it's a song or an album or a deal, whatever it is, I read it. And there's some fucking words that I do not understand what the fuck it's saying. But I reread it and I double read it again. And, and, and if I don't understand, then all right, let me go on. If I do not understand, I just circle it or put like a little like a little star next to it. Says like I need to talk to somebody who reads this this sort of stuff, you know. So that way, you know, when I get to the person, it's like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, is it good? Is it bad? What are your thoughts? I already have my thoughts, but I want to hear yours. You know, all the contracts that I've signed up to now, there's probably there 
there were probably one contract that I signed that thankfully I got null and void out of it because it was a bad contract. It wasn't going to do anything good to me. Luckily for me, what I did is that at the time, I'm one of my former managers. She helped me out. And the only leverage, because I was a dual artist before. Before I was Wolfson, I was known as Like an Instinct with one of, one of my best friends. And we were just a duo. We already had songs ready to go for this shit. And, you know, we signed into this label. This is like a lame-ass label, guaranteed. Didn't know nothing about EDM. I'm pretty sure they were starting to get to knowing to EDM. Because everything else, it was just basically like reggaeton or hip or Latin music or stuff. Because that's what it is. It was Latin music. So all EDN shit, yeah, they don't they don't know nothing about it. The studio itself was dope. I will say that. The studio was dope. But they didn't know shit. I was signed into that contract for three years. Something like that. Three years on a contract. And they also wanted me to sign a um, publishing deal with them. And they wanted to sign me with a managing deal. Luckily for me that I had to negotiate. We had to go back and forth with them and tell them like three years is too much. Give me a year. And I'm not going to sign with the, I'm not going to sign to you. I'm not going to sign to your managing. You're not going to manage me. And I will sign for the publishing, but that goes with the late, with the labels of releases and songs. So one year, give me that year and we'll, I'll sign it, you know? So we signed this so we signed the, the deal under the Wolfson. I'm not, not the, under the, under the Liking Instinct brand, you know? The more I was messing around with it, the more I was trying to do some other shit. Like, oh my God, hold on. Sorry, guys. I paused for a bit because um, I wanted to have a different beanie for every episode. So this is a new beanie. Anyways, um, as I was saying, I had to sign in for a year. And the more I was working into it, I'm starting to see the pattern of this guy's work. It was very lazy. Uh, it doesn't do much. Uh, it doesn't focus much. It felt like I knew more than he. Like he had the, the money and he had the shit, the, the equipment. But I felt like my knowledge to the ADN was much more surpassing, superior than he was because he didn't know nothing about it. So we were already assigned into a year and I was like, fuck, bro. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to get out of this contract. Like, I don't want to deal with this shit. The reason I want to, I don't want to deal with this shit is because like, I know where, what I want and this wasn't going to. And my best friend, we were just like not in sync and we were just trying to do it, but it wasn't going to work. I'm a person that I think 10 steps ahead of me. That's the type of person I am. I'm a chess player of sorts. Like, I got to think 10 moves ahead of me. Like if I do this move, what's going to happen next? And what if when I do this move, what's going to ha happen next after that one? And so on and so on. So I was thinking about that. And, you know, it's because of my, my way of thinking. It got it got me like, OK, I need to get out of this contract because at the same time, I was getting involved with a promotion company at, in South Florida, you know, working for Ultra, Life in Color, Sunset Music Festival and, and sometimes EDC. And I got to a certain point that, holy shit, I got my own show. I'm going to open up for Jello Claw at the time because I did the work. I'm going to DJ. I open up. I was like, damn, bro, like I did this by myself. I booked my own show by myself and this motherfucker hasn't done anything about it. At that time, I, I 
I went with my former manager and asked her like, hey, is there a way for me to get out of this? Luckily, we we figured that because the person hasn't put any money or hasn't invested any money on us yet, we can still get out of the contract. But I feel like that was that wasn't enough. I feel like there was something else that we need to leverage for me to get out of that contract safely. And of course, it's me getting leaving the the like an instinct, like an instinct brand. This is like, all right, that's cool. I talked to my best friend. He was cool with it. He said, let's go for it. You know, you take over as like an instinct. You do your thing. So we went and talked to the guy. Say, I, I want to get out of this contract. We haven't put you guys have invested. Um, my I, I want to I decided to change my style of music. And I'm my my vision is much more different than his. If he wants all the songs that I've already made, they're all his. It's all yours. Whatever you want the name, keep the name. I'll have my own name and that's done. And thankfully it happened. I got out of a, I got out of a bad contract. And since then, I've been reading contracts by myself and pass it along to some friends of mine and managers. And they give me the heads up. It's like, all right, this is what's up about this and so and so. And this is what's going to give you. This is what's up. Like, All right, cool. Appreciate it. You know, since then, I haven't had one bad contract after that day. Why? Because I read every fucking letter, word, paragraph, page, whatever you want to fucking call it. I read every single one of them because I need to know how much was this going to screw me? Because believe it or not, guys, any other contract that you sign in the music industry, you're going to get screwed no matter what. No matter what, the labels always wins. Like you're never going to get the best deals. You can negotiate on some sort of way to get a better deal for you, a better chances, you know, but, you know, labels always got to get the biggest cut or whatnot, you know, that's always going to be. That's the whole thing about the music industry. If you're going to get yourself screwed, you're going to get yourself screwed no matter what you are going to get screwed. But it is your job to work with these deals to get yourself screwed less. That's the word, screw less. Now, I actually want to go with the topic with, you know, why are these certain artists are broke as fuck? And why are these certain artists are, you know, flexing with their were with their material stuff or flexing their money out there in the social medias and whatnot? Well, let me tell you something about it, guys. Something that some of you may probably have already heard in some episodes I've did with Archie or in others. But I'm going to say it again. When the label gives you a deal and then gives you money up front, guys, that is not your money. No, that is the label's money. Think about it like this. The label is loaning you certain amount of money. It's a loan. Because fucking A, what kind of label would give free money up front like that just for you to have? No, it doesn't work like that. Like, no, guys, come on. You're never going to get money like that. Oh, but what about these artists that they, that all these rappers that they're, you know, that they got this deal, this $10 million deal. And, you know, now they're, you know, they're touring, they're doing merch and they got, fucking cars and Bieber, Benzer, Bentley and chicks and houses and private planes and fucking shit and whatnot. Like, guys, 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 guys. That is baloney. 
That is baloney. You know why? Because that's not their money. That's the label's money. The purpose of that money that the label gives you up from is not for you to keep it. No. The labels is basically investing on you. They're investing your craft, your music, so that way you can pay them back what they give you. So let's just give that example with the $10 million. A label gives you $10 million up front, right? Okay, cool. I got $10 million. That $10 million, the purpose of it is for you to cover all sorts of expense and use it for studio sessions and whatnot. Why? Because guys, believe it or not, a studio session is actually pretty expensive. Like you need to re- you need to separate a room, a certain room that you want to record because it's big, it's comfortable, and you know, you like the microphones on it. That all costs money. I'm talking about hundreds of dollars per hour money per hour. Let's say that you're doing a five hour studio session. It could be like from 100 to 200 per hour for five hours, or it could be an eight hour session. Like, holy shit, guys. Holy shit. Think of it like that. So you need to use that $10 million that they give you up front to cover that. Plus, you need to cover the audio engineer that needs to make sure that, you know, the room's all set up and the board is working perfectly fine and that your vocals are okay and that the beats are okay. Oh, oh, shit. Gotta pay for the fucking producer. That's that's another price. That's another expense that you gotta pay. You need to pay the guys that's making your music. Unless you make your own music, that's a whole different ball. But if you if you're just a singer and you need a beat maker, you have to pay that guy too. And God knows how many songs you make because let's just say that you make fifty songs and the label says, you know what, we only like ten of these songs out of those fucking forty songs. So you already spend a shitload of money on 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 that. Now, now that you got your album, all your songs already. Now you need to pay for marketing. You got to pay for publicity. You got to pay for sponsorships and ads and whatnot. And that costs money. That costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. Because then you need to plan, all right, which date do you want to release this? Oh, shit. I forgot. You need to pay the fucking publishing company as too. So that way they can mark, they can work with the marketing team and the ads and the publicists and whatnot. So that way they can promote your song or your album to a certain day. And once you got that, you need to make music videos. You need to make music videos on the songs that you know it's going to pop. It's like it's going to be the most catchiest songs ever that you know it's going to be number one. Not only that, you need to pay the radio people or the streaming platform services for them so they can play these songs. After that, let's just say that shit, your song is going up. Holy shit, numbers are going well. Touring. Let's go to tour. All right, let's go with tour. Who's going to pay the tour, by the way? Your agent? Not. Your manager? Not. Your label? Not. Your label is like, well, you know, where's my $10 million? Well, we're going to get into that part shortly, you know? Um, So who are you going to go to? You know, who are you going to go? Oh, wait a minute. The $10 million that the label gave you. Oh, yeah. Some of that money that I already spent on some of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to spend money on transportation, um, you know, bus tours or cars, flight. Whether you're taking a first class ticket or 
private jet, hotel stay, five star hotel and shit, why not? Room service. Yeah, those are not cheap. That you see all the stuff that I'm right now saying. Look at how many stuff I'm marking down right now. That's all the stuff you gotta pay for, that you gotta cover your expenses. That then God knows how much you're gonna get back uh, out of the tours and, uh, and merchandise. But you also gotta keep in mind, it's like at the end of all this, I've, you probably already wasted all your $10 million on covering all these expenses. Guys, believe it or not, $10 million is nothing. It's a, those $10 million are gonna go like that because you have to pay so much shit to make sure that your shit is popping, you know? And obviously, the label is like, all right, you hit your numbers. So where's the 10 million that we borrow you? What? what? The, the, the what? Yeah, the 10 million that we, we borrow you so you can actually make this shit happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, that's why some of these artists are stupid as fuck because they forgot like, oh, fuck, we got to pay the 10 million bars because what? Every fucking label is going to give you money up front just like that? Bro, if that's the case, you know, every other label will be run out of business. No, they expect that money back. And they control all of your songs, all the masters, all the rights to it. All because you decided to, to take that $10 million up front. They control every aspect of it. It's like, I don't have the, I don't have the $10 million. It's like, well, you got to figure something out because we'll sue you. And if you don't have it, then, you know, you can go to jail and get paid a fine on top of the $10 million that you owe us. You'll be a slave for us for the rest of your life. Basically, that's what's happening with Kanye West. Like, and one of the dumbass contracts, he signed that he can never retire from music. Fucking idiot. He may be a billionaire, but he's a, a dumb billionaire. Yeah, so that money. Oh, shit. Now I need to get that $10 million back. Uh, how do I do that? Well all the tours and whatnot, all that, all that earning that you get from the tours and whatnot, you pay it back to the, to your labels. But there's a problem to that. The problem is that in, in your tours and your shows, let's say that you get paid a certain amount. You have to remember that out of that certain amount, you have to divide that with your agent, with your manager, your touring manager, and whoever actually handles your marketing team as well, your promoter and whatnot, you have to divide those. So let's just say out of, if let's just say that you earn 500,000 per show, 500,000 per show. In your head, you're like, holy shit, 500,000. So in 500,000, that means that, wait, hold on. In 10 million, holy shit, all I got to do is 20 shows and I can pay off what I owe to the label. I'm Gucci. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm good after this. Wrong. Out of the five hundred thousand dollars that you that you were getting paid for that show, you gotta divide that between your agent, your your you know your booking agent, your manager, and your touring manager and your promoters. So let's just say that out of the five hundred thousand, you get twenty percent. Let's say to the booking agent. So your booking agent gets a hundred thousand. So now you're stuck with four hundred. Uh, your manager. Gets a, I'm, these are pretty high numbers, but they're not unrealistic regardless. So I'm just putting this in the worst case scenario. Another 20%. So let's just go 400 times another 20. $80,000 goes to your manager. So now you got 320,000. 320,000 times 
10% on your touring manager. You give that to you give 32,000 to your touring manager. So now you got 288,000. And let's just say just for the fuck of it, um times another 10% for your promoters, you know, for marketing and whatnot. 28,800. So now you got yourself with 200 and round it up, $260,000 to your name. Now, remember what I say earlier about the cover expensive? This goes back to the cover expenses. So in reality, you may end up having $100,000 to your name, to your name, $100,000 while you have a $10 million debt with your label. That's insane. So let's just say that out of the $100,000, let's go, hold on. $10 million divided by 100000 You have to do 100 shows for you to pay off that initial loan plus interest if they add interest on that. 100 shows. There's 365 days a year. Out of that year, you need to make sure you make 100 shows. If not, it goes to the next year. Say you do 50 shows a year. That's the best way to do it. But the problem to that, again, is that you're not going to technically, you're not going to technically like pay that money right now. You're not going to just like, all right, I got 100K and then I'm just going to give this straight to the label. No, because why? You need to live. You need to a place for you to live. You need a, like, like a house or an apartment, a transportation, like a car or something like you need a place for you to live. You got food to feed yourself, you know, and what, whatever you got to take care of, you're going to use that money as well to take care of the, those people, you know? So let's just say that out of the 100,000, let's just say 50,000 or less will go down to your name to for you to actually, let's just say out of the 100,000, half of it goes to the label and half to you. So you can actually have, your, you, you can use your expenses. So, and again, this is like in the unlikely scenario, but this is like the perfect example. All right, so you give them 50,000 50, 50, to the label out of the $10 million loan debt that you have with them. So let's just do this again. How many do I need? 10 million divided by 50,000. 200 fucking shows you have to do to f- finish that loan debt insane and you wonder why artists are broke and you wonder why artists are broke and you wonder why some of these old rock bands are doing this sort some sort of a reunion tour you know it's like oh we're coming back again yeah motherfuckers they're coming back again because you know you haven't paid that debt and you need to pay it back it sucks you know it, it really sucks which is why i always Tell people to read the fucking contracts. Read what what it says, the fine print. Because if not, labels will take advantage. And if you don't read it and you don't negotiate with, you know, obviously the labels are gonna gonna go whoop. He's all ours, guys. Ours forever and ever. That's literally the definition of signing a deal with the devil. Unfortunately, now you guys are probably wondering, shit. That's how bad these motherfucking labels are. Man, then maybe it's better off if I go independent. Would you rather go independent or just go with the labels? 
So I got an argument with you on that one because many may say it's like, well, I mean, look at Drake. Drake is right now independent. He has his own label and shit right now. Yes, guys. Drake has is independent and he has his own thing. But the reason why he has his own thing is because he has the resources. If you want to go independent, that's fine by me. Go for it. Only if you have the resources for you to go independent. That's the only advice I would give for people if they want to go independent or, or you know, choosing between the labels or independence. If you have the resource for it, then yes, go for it. You believe that you will earn potentially earn more, then absolutely go independent. But that's if you have the resources. If you don't have the resources, you'll end up as a starring fucking artist. And that's like the worst route that you could ever take overall. I've discussed this with um with Shoku. Shout out to my brother Shoku. A few episodes with him when I interview him uh, about going the inner the struggling artist route. And his experience wasn't is not good. And I couldn't do it either because the the certain amount of money that I owe to my student loans, it, if I go the struggling artist route, you know, I will never pay off. I'll always gonna be a dead. My credit is gonna be horrible. Like, no, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So you gotta keep in mind, like, if you don't have the resources, if you don't have a team that you know that can support you, that can actually help you market yourself and such. It's going to be hard. Like, for instance, I am. I'm doing this by myself and it's hard as shit. It's hard to promote my show. It's hard to promote my music, which is why sometimes I have to rely on labels to help me to get that bigger audience. So that way I can maintain myself to, to do this sort of stuff. But Wilson, did you just weren't you just shitting on the labels just not so moments ago? Yes, guys, I'm shitting on labels. But more precise, I'm shitting on the art are the people that signed to these labels that they give them these ridiculous contracts because you didn't fucking read. I read on all my contracts. I've signed under the under the Wolfson brand. I've signed with two labels, Artist Intelligence Agency, which is basically dubstep.net or Pantheon right now, which is associated with EDN.com, and Hybrid Trap with Drop Central. And I don't know, Chill Waves, Chill Vibes. I don't know what's the other one. Those are like the two labels under the Wolfson brand that I signed up for my music, you know. Maybe hopefully with these new songs that I'm sending to these labels, maybe more labels are going to fuck with it. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I released two songs with Dubset.net, which is Pantheon now. And they sent me two contracts out of those songs. And there were like a 50 page. Was it a 50 page or was it a 20 page? I can't remember. I, I know I have the contract around there. My email like around there. But I remember it was a lot. And I have to read carefully every single one of them, you know. And on the other one, it wasn't that it wasn't that big of a deal. I have like free songs with them and free vocal pads with them. With Drop Center and Hypertrap, which is the same same people. Yeah. So I had to read those contracts. Yeah, like you can just like go ahead and sign out. And just like, yeah, go for it. Like, no, I had to read them. And if there was something I did not like, I will actually tell them. I didn't like this part. Can you can you work something out with this part? Yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. Then, then, then we're good to go. Sign off and let's go. And boom, my music are released. See, that's another thing that people need to understand. Look for 
always look for deals that have a better opportunity than money. You know, it's not everything has to go with money because obviously if you go to the independent route, better make sure you have the, all the resources. I sound like a broken record at this point, but you know, I can't stress that shit enough. However, if the label has a better deal than you going on the independent route, then yeah, go fucking go, go for, go for it, man. If it's, it's an opportunity. See, that's the thing. You need to understand something. Certain labels actually open, open up the doors to you because at first not many labels are gonna risk it not many labels are gonna fuck with it but once that one label does and then opens up the doors to many others and, and many others will offer you better deals so it's like hey go for it if, 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 the, if the deal is good take it but you always gotta keep in mind always go with the one that suits you the best for the long run like always play the long run all the way guys don't look short term look for the long term what is this going to help me in the future? Let me give you an example. Is it better to give you $900,000 up front on your, mu on your song, on your music, or $20,000 and I can guarantee you, you'll have a better career in the future and have better projects and you'll be the biggest artist. Which one do you guys will choose? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Which one you choose. Personally, real one that you should be choosing is the $20,000. Why? Because the $900,000 does not guarantee you that you're going to be the biggest artist. It just tells you that I'm paying you for this song and, you know, we'll see how it goes. You, you have to do all the work. But the other one, it tells you like, hey, I'll give you 20 Gs. But if the song hits, number one. Hey, man, then we're, I'm going to make sure you're you're the biggest artist. We'll have a plan for you. We'll make sure that you do this, do that, and blah, blah, blah. All for 20 Gs. Meaning that you can pay that off very quickly on, the, on your next show or something when you hit your numbers. Like that. See, those are the type of deals that you hardly see, but it does exist. And you need to see them. That's the type of stuff you need to make sure it's a guarantee because you want to make sure that you have a future yourself. You want to make sure that, you know, that you can support yourself, you can, that you have your a place to yourself, that you can feed yourself every day. They, you know, you got to go for whichever actually gives you the better benefits, the better opportunities like shit. Um, my homies, Shindo and Nitty Gritty, shout out to those Grammy nominee award winners. Shout out to those guys. Those are my homies, my brothers. Before... Before they are Grammy guys, because they are, um, I they worked with the one of the Cardi B's first albums. Some of the I think some of the songs didn't make it to their first album, but they work on them. Atlanta Records wanted to sign them, both of them. Like we want you to be our our producers. They decline it. Why? Because the deal that they were given, I don't remember the specifics of it when they were telling me, but it was um it wasn't worth it. It was something about, you know, giving you money up front and, you know, you know, you'll just work for us. That's pretty much it. Like, no, these guys are EDM producers. Like, they do other music. They can be tied down with one label. Like, they're all independent. Like, they want to make music for all sorts of labels. That's, a, that's what the idea of an EDM artist. But these Atlanta Records doesn't understand that and they want to tie them up. They say, no, we're not. So, you know, obviously, the they can say like, wow, what an idiot that they didn't sign to Atlanta Records. Really? They're an idiot for not signing Atlanta Records. Well, let me tell you about these idiots. These idiots are right now Grammy nominees and award-winning producers. If they would have signed to Atlanta Records once upon a time, 
I don't think they would have made it that far. Because they didn't sign out to Atlanta Records and they had other deals with other labels, better deals, which they managed to write. They went to Matt Decent. That's Diplo's label. Diplo told him, say, hey, man, you know, I can't give you this amount of money, but I can give you like, I can give you guys a, a career, like an exposure. Like, I can put you guys on the map, like, and you guys are going to be forever in the map. And that's, and that's exactly what happened. Now they're in the map. Both of them. Shindo did Justin, Ebe- Justin Bieber's album um, with um, Peaches. I think the song, the song they did was Peaches and another fight track as well with Justin Bieber. And he also worked with Skrillets and Pooh Bear. While Nitty Gritty basically worked with Diplo and a couple of other artists as well. Skip Marley, Cardi B, of course, and others. Like, shit, like, if they would have signed with Atlanta Records, they couldn't do any of that stuff because Atlanta Records want to make sure that they're locked out and exclusive for them. And they can't do anything else outside of that. So obviously, are they idiots for not taking that money, for not getting signed to Atlanta Records, or they're actually smart? My book, smart as fuck because they saw the long term. Another story I'm going to uh, bring bring to you guys before we wrap this up. Nitty Gritty had this dubstep song. It's, it's well known as Crack. Infamous dubstep song. When I heard the first version of that song, I was blown away. That song was just up the roof. That shit was hard, hard. Like, it was fucking insane, that song. Crack. What's your fucking neck? Crack, 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 crack. Boom. What the? Like, oh, my God. It's, it just goes hard, hard, hard. Like, shout outs to my boy for making that song. Initially, that song was supposed to be an EP with Never Say Die. Oh, shit. I'm exposing the truth. I shouldn't be even mentioning. But here we go. Never Say Die. Love the song. But the problem to it is that they want to change the drop. They want to change some stuff. They want to add some stuff. And we're like, but your artists are playing it. Skrillex is playing it. Other people are playing it. Everybody is loving it. Why would you change it? Just leave it as it is. And they're like, if you, either you change it or we're not going to release it. All right, cool. They backed out. They're not releasing Never Say Die. So they're planning to release it on their own. Apparently, when they re- when they were ready to release on their own, Tiesto heard the song. Tiesto says like, oh, shit, this song is dope. Mind you, Tiesto is a house dude. Tiesto is like, this shows up. Let's, you know what? Is that song available? Dude, just release it under my label, Musical Freedom. And before you know it, the song was released at Tiesto's label, Musical Freedom. And Tiesto played it at Ultra. What? What? So you see, guys, you go where the opportunities is best for you in the long run. They gamble, but they say, you know, this song is great. And I know there are going to be better opportunities when I release it. And what happened? Tiesto wanted it and they got released on Tiesto's label. I don't know about you guys. Never Say Die is a big dubstep label, but they're not Tiesto big. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I love my dubstep dubstep labels. I love all of them. But when you got a guy like Tiesto, who's got millions and millions and millions of followers and listeners playing a song on live on Ultra and on his label, people are gonna follow it. And he got a better deal. Straight up. It got a better deal by just releasing it with Tiesto. So, yeah, guys, you always want to go with the best deal. So my final thoughts to the whole this 
is that you better read your fucking contracts before you sign them. Like if you see something, you know, I recommend which contract is very convenient with you. Just read it. If, it, if it's very convenient for you, go for it. If it's not, then negotiate. And if they still don't budge, then don't sign it. Go somewhere else. Because if this label did fuck with it and they want it, that means other labels will want it too. And you can use that leverage too. You can use that leverage saying like, yo, this label is asking me this much or this label is offering me this or this is how they do. What can you guys do? That's business one-on-one. You can leverage that shit. Absolutely. And of course, play the long game. Just play it, guys, because it's the only way for you to survive in this shitty music industry that we live in because it's scummy, it's shady, and it's full of lies, and people get ripped off on a daily basis. So I suggest you play the long game. Look for a deal that you know then the long game, it's going to be the best for you. Just like the stories that I already made from my boys, Nitty Gritty. Perfect examples. So, guys, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to leave it like that. So. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. Comment down below to share your experience and share your topics. Let me know what you guys think about this. If you guys got a certain topic you want to talk about, please let me know and in I can probably mention on the next episode. Okay, guys, like and subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you guys in the next. Peace. Peace.